everyone, and welcome to the Win Today podcast, an inspirational and performance-focused podcast that will inspire you to win today by connecting with amazing leaders and sharing amazing stories. You will learn from some of the most intentional, disciplined, and heartwarming people on the globe, people who will propel you forward and give you tools to succeed in any situation. My name is Ryan Cass, and I am your host. It is my purpose in this world to inspire people to establish a foundation for sustained success and chart a desirable course for life. Thank you so much for tuning in. In order to help us grow, I believe the best gift is to give back. And if what you hear resonates with you and helps push you forward in life, then please help us grow and reach more people by subscribing to the podcast, sharing it, and if you feel led, clicking one of those buttons that has five stars and writing a review. Thank you so much. Let's connect with our guest. I truly believe there's no stopping anyone who yearns to be bold. You may have practical reasons why you can't embark on sailing around the world right now, but that doesn't mean you can't begin to practice for your journey by becoming bolder through negotiating with the roofer, asking for a raise, standing up for a cause you believe in, and getting more comfortable not getting what you want because you'll become more resilient for having tried. That is an excerpt from one of my favorite (laughs) books of 2023, Bigger, Better, Bolder, and we have the author Jen Cohen with us today. Jen is a global change agent. She okay. is a podcast host of Habits and Hustle and the author of multiple best-selling books. Jen, it is an honor to have you on here today. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you for having me on your podcast. It's my honor. So I appreciate the invite. Yeah. My favorite question to ask to really get into someone's heart before we dig into boldness If a quick Google search yields a lot of results about you, there's a lot of videos on YouTube about various, your TED Talk and a lot of sources of information that people know about you. But what is something that isn't on your bio or resume that makes you really proud and why or what makes you human? That's a good question. Um, What makes me human? I think I have a lot of heart and uh, empathy for everything, for what you, and that's the kind of thing you don't really find on Google. Google is much more about like top line things that people find would deem you uh, successful enough or good enough to do something else, right? It's very like, it's very superficial. And so I think that to get into someone's like core value system and heart, it's very, very hard to Google that. And I think that I pride myself on trying to do everything or um, feeling that I do things with a lot of heart and passion and care. And so I would say that would be something that people wouldn't necessarily know, especially for somebody where I'm preaching a message that's strong as being bold and like, because boldness can have a lot of connotations. It can be considered harsh and aggressive and pushy. And there's a lot of different euphemisms. So that doesn't naturally flow or dovetail with like sweet and heartfelt. And I guess I'm here to say that you can be 
it could be both. And one doesn't necessarily say that you can't be the other. And that I don't think there's anything wrong with people being bold and um, asking for what they want. And that doesn't take away from their sense of like sweetness or kindness or compassion or any of those things. That's beautiful. I love that. And in a world that we live in today where there are countless avenues to success or people claim that the avenue to success is by being very intelligent or by being by giving and serving you you say that the avenue to success is through boldness why is that mm-hmm. because i think that when you're too smart people put too much too much odd um pressure and um and just overall guidance in the in, in like being smart, intelligent. And the reality is when you're too smart, a lot of times you overthink everything. You think of all the things that can go wrong. You spend a lot of time uh, calculating and overanalyzing and, and putting together tons of different spreadsheets and data points. And in my experience and in everything I've learned and done and seen with people, the secret sauce isn't about being smart. It's about being bold and not overthinking. And people who are bold are usually the ones who go after it and they have the audacity to try. And the people who try the most are the ones who actually succeed the most, right? And um, when you are, like I said, too smart, you, you tend to not have as many um, tries, attempts, because you've, you've already talked yourself out of why it's not going to work. And that's not to say that you can't, bold people can't be smart and smart people can't be bold. Of course, you could be both, but it's the boldness that is the secret sauce um, than intelligence. And I want to also add there are different types of intelligence, right? Just because you're not someone who is great in school or who's great at like reading a textbook doesn't mean that you don't have other character traits or other things that make you smart. You could be street smart, emotionally smart, uh, socially smart, uh, that take you much further sometimes than just, you know, getting uh, an A on your paper at school. Mm Mm-hmm. And I love how you break it down into something so simple. And I believe that to create power, power is created through simplicity. And what you (laughs) mentioned there about how do you be bold? Well, it could be as simple as just asking. I feel that I know right now that in the podcast world, I'm still a very small fish for now, but I've had the opportunity to have even your friend Joe DeSena, the founder and CEO of Spartan on here and you. And I felt bold when you put an ask me anything on Instagram. I was like, you know what? Why the hell not? I'm going to ask her, hey, (laughs) can we talk bigger, better, bolder on when today? Like, so people ask, how do you get these folks on? That's literally how how Jen is on this podcast right now. Ask the question. If she says no, if you say no, fine. I'll come back and ask again another time. So what's what's the worst that would happen? I say, no, you're no, you're no worse off than you were five minutes prior to asking, right? Like (laughs) you you didn't lose anything. And that's my entire point is that like so much of this is just, it's not rocket science and it's not anything beyond just asking. And people have so much noise around the ask, 
you know, like how, how could you just ask? I mean, it's so simple, but if people can just like take a, take a moment and be brave for the 10 seconds it takes to put yourself up there and ask for that, whatever it is that you want, you would be so shocked and surprised of what kind of benefits can you heed from it. So that's why I wrote the book. That's why I, I really believe so hard, like heart, like so heartfeltly that it isn't something that is this magic, you know, uh, th- this, this whole, this transcription that is so complicated and complex and only a short, a very few people can to get to this place. Like I said, it's the people who have the audacity and the boldness just to be brave for a few seconds and to believe in themselves enough to believe, why not me? You know, what is the worst that can happen? I try. It doesn't work. Uh, okay. I'm still, I'm still here. Nothing happened. And I always say this, and I'm sure you've heard me say this before. I always rather have regret rejection than regret. I think rejection versus regret is one of those things where, yeah, you get rejected, it stings for a few minutes, but then you move on with your life and you're fine. But regret stays with you forever and Mm -hmm. you never know what you don't know. So just go up there and try. As a reframe, I say rejection is simply redirection. That's all it is. Yeah, and you can say that too. And with the ask because I I love your story and going back to when you were 18, (laughs) you could quickly tell the story of what's the correlation between you, boldness and Keanu Reeves. Oh, right. Because I wanted, well, when I was 18 years old, I wanted to be a video disc jockey, a VJ for much music, which was, it's like an MTV for Canadians And, you know, it was a very coveted job and everybody wanted that job, right? Because it was like the hot job to have when you were a young or like a teen, like a, like a young 20-ish kind of person, young, older teens. And I figured the only way I would ever get a shot at getting an audition is if I had a killer demo tape. And so the only way I thought, okay, so if I knew I had to have a great demo tape, how am I going to get it? We'll cut to Keanu Reeves was visiting my hometown and where I was. I'm from. I'm from Winnipeg in Canada. And I had this great idea that I was going to have Keanu Reeves on that demo tape. And I told my friends and my family that I'm going to get Keanu Reeves to be on that demo tape. They, of course, laughed like everybody laughed at me. And uh, what I did was I, I actually stood outside of the uh, theater where Keanu Reeves was in town performing a play. Um, and he wanted to do the play in a place that like lot, there wouldn't be a lot of people in the media to maybe see it, whatever else. And so I stood outside that theater center in minus 45 degree weather because it, that's where I live. Very, very cold weather. Um, and fact, funnily enough, all the media was there with me because they were trying to get a glimpse of him. And plus all the other fans. And I brought a girlfriend with me. She didn't last more than three minutes in the minus 40 windshield. Um, and when he came out, I like, I went up to him, I tugged him on the shirt. He was going to, he was writing all these autographs. And I said, I didn't want the autograph, but I really wanted his help in, in my demo tape. And of course he was perplexed and confused and everyone was like, you know, trying to get a piece of him. And he said, just give me your phone number. I'll call you. I don't know what you're talking about. And I didn't have any, anywhere to put my number. 
So some girl gave me a lip liner and I had a, like a gum wrapper and I put my phone number down and I gave it to him. And I went home and I told my friends the next day at school, I told my friends and my family, everyone laughed and they thought I was crazy and like, thought like, oh my God, poor, poor Keanu Reeves. He must've thought you were such a wacko. Like some girls like yelling at him about some demo tape. And then, you know, cut to four days later, I get a message on my voicemail on my answering machine, not to date me. And it was Keanu and saying, listen, I'm sorry. I didn't know what you were saying or what, what you're talking about and what, you know, but here I am calling you. I told him what I wanted. And then Cut two, I'm picking him up in my mom's like Cutlass Supreme Pontiac or whatever car I was driving um, and took him back to my house where my friends and my family, we all had these cameras set up. And I did like a two and a half hour interview with him. And that was a big moment for me because I realized it's very pivotal because I realized right then and there, you never know. You don't know unless you ask. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of naysayers out there who can always tell you what, how stupid your idea is or how, how unrealistic it is. Never listen to them because never listen to anybody who's never done it before. Right. Don't take advice from people because that have never done what you've done because they're talking from their own myopic space of their experience. So I always tell people to create their own bold of directors, people that are like-minded who want to see you win, who help you achieve your success, but cut to anyway. Um, I will say that that was a very pivotal moment because even if I didn't get the job or did get the job, I still won because I was bold enough to ask something that nobody else would think that it would be possible. And I actually got it. And I think that that that's the kind of thing that helps build confidence. It helped build my confidence because I realized, again, it's like I, I did something I I set out to do something. I actually did it. It worked out. I could do this again. And that's that's like how you build real, genuine confidence by doing things that being, you know, basically making a promise to yourself, following through and then doing it versus just, you know, having ideas in your head or putting things out there and then not even attempting them. Right. I love that. And There's so many things I could pick out of that story, but what I love is that you went ahead and again, did the simple thing. You asked a lot of people would have looked at themselves and then looked at Keanu Reeves name and said, I can't get, I can't pick up Keanu Reeves. There's no way he's going to contact me and make every excuse possible as to why it couldn't work versus let me see if it can. And if it doesn't, then I have another opportunity or I'll figure out a better way to ask questions to people mm-hmm. in the future, make better requests, make stronger requests. Or and you don't know what you don't know. And I think that, that naive, and naivety is a strength. So like the less you know, the less inhibited you are sometimes by what will the outcome be, right? Like that's why I was talking about like super smart people and people who are super experienced and seasoned. They all think of how everything has happened, like how everything can go wrong and like how it can't work out and why this is not going to happen and all this other stuff. But when you're ignorant or you're naive and you haven't experienced it, that not knowing what you don't know works for you. 
it's like kind of like kids. They try all sorts of things because they don't know what the, they, they're, they're naive enough not to know what a possible outcome is, or they don't care. They don't think about what the outcome will be. And we lose that as we get older, as adults, we lose that naivety. But it's such a fundamental piece of, of success, right? Like when you don't look at what's been done before, that's how you disrupt something. And you don't let it stop you. You just don't have the information which actually works for you, not against you. Absolutely. And when we talk about boldness being a skill, it's not something that you're born with and everything you're, you're mentioning here, you build it by getting reps, just like anything else in mm-hmm. life that you want to be good at. You've got right. to put in reps. I want to pull out the 10% target and what, how you define that because I really think that that is a key for people that may be listening right now wondering, okay, well, what can I do to become bolder beyond asking questions or what exactly, you know, what are some other thoughts that I can put in my head that I know will help me on my boldness journey? Right. So, so your question really is about building reps and the importance of it. So like for me, what I say is that a big question I get a lot is like, well, I'm not, that's not my personality. I wasn't born like that. And da, 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 da. But like, you don't, you're not, it's not like you have to be born bold. You just have to want to have the desire to become bold. And you could be really bold in some areas of your life and really not bold in other areas. So figure out where you need to have, you know, stand up for yourself more, kind of like chase what you want versus just accept what you get. And when you want to, when you, you, you work on being bold, boldness is not something that you're just born with. And then you just, it's like you were saying as an analogy, fitness is a great one. It's like, if you, you, if you don't use a muscle, it atrophies, but the more you use it, the stronger it gets, even for maintenance purposes. So if you want to become bold, do bold moves, little bold moves daily to build that bold muscle. And it can be small things. It doesn't have to be, you're not going to go from zero to 60 in one day, but you can definitely get by, you can definitely be bold in things that you haven't even thought about that even you've reframed as, you didn't think of them as being bold moves, right? Like, you know, calling your service provider and seeing if there's any better plans than what you're paying for for yourself, you know, your cell service provider, seeing if there's a way to save some money there, or, you know, asking for if there's a, some type of local discount at your coffee shop, like things that you would otherwise just never even think of doing or basically giving back food at a restaurant when it comes, when it, when it, when the food is cold, people don't shy away from stuff as simple and stupid as that because they don't want to cause weight. They don't want to like make waves. They don't want to be, they don't want to, you know, cause an issue. They don't want to put people out. And the thing is, it's like, if you can't even ask for these little things, how do you expect to ask for big things? So by doing these little things where you're speaking up for yourself or just like putting it out there, and if you're doing it in a kind, nice way, I don't see anything wrong with it. And that puts, that primes you for big things in life that you want. Yeah, I love that. Going to, I want to jump into what I call the, the our rapid fire session, because this, I like to have fun with this towards the end of interviews and this scenario picture that you're in an elevator and someone recognizes you on each floor and on each floor, they ask you a question. All you have to, your response time is one elevator floor. So not much time. 
So someone hops in the elevator and they say, oh, Jen, I read Bigger, Better, Boulder. What's one step that I can take today to become bolder? I would say the first thing you can, the, the first step is to be have self-awareness to see where you need to be bolder. And then that will, that will answer your question. Everybody knows where they're, where they're lagging. Everyone knows it's about just having the courage and self-awareness to actually say it and, and, and act on it. So whatever that is, make a step that will be closer to that direction. So for example, if you want to lose, if you want to, if you don't like your job, for example, don't just look on LinkedIn for jobs that are available, be much more curated and design the life you want in one, in one area. Mm. So if, if I'm on the elevator, I'm mm. going to say, pick one thing that you're actually taking control of in your life, that you're the CEO of your life, and you're going to curate what it is. So if it's a go after, if you want it, if you're looking for a job, apply to five companies that you actually really, really kind of like resonate with. Don't just go to and just see whatever's available and just apply willy nilly on indeed be much more curated and be much more specific. And so I would tell people if I was going up and down the elevator to pick something that they can actually like be much more specific and focused on and make an ask in that way. Beautiful. Now someone else hops on and they ask you, Jen, what's one gem, whether it's a quote or a mantra that you live your life by? What's the worst that can happen? Or Love that. What's or, the worst that can happen? Seriously. Or why not me? Like, why not me? Why, if it can happen to this bozo, it can happen to me. So why not me? And what's the worst that can happen? Hey, freaking men. I want to drop the mic on that one, but there's one (laughs) more that I always ask. And it's, and it's this, what's one book aside from yours that (laughs) has impacted your life that you recommend to others? I always tell people, I really liked The Alchemist. Have you read that? Yeah. Yep. Paulo yeah. Coelho. Yeah. I like that book. The Alchemist is one. I really liked it. I also loved Laws of Human Nature because I think it's so on point with Robert Greene. But you asked me for one book, so I'm going to say The Alchemist. Robert Greene's pretty cool, too. I Jen, like how do too. we keep up with you and all of the amazing work that you are doing to inspire people to become bolder? and really take charge of life and create and design the life that, that they want? Well, they can find me on Instagram or TikTok at the real Jen Cohen. They can subscribe to my podcast. So I do solo episodes every week and I have guests on at Habits and Hustle. They can join my newsletter, uh, go on my website, jennifercohen.com. There's lots of ways, Ryan. Yep. And everything will be linked in the show notes. I love your podcast. Your solo episodes are gems. Your most recent one about self-rejection was great. And it's a great source of learning. So people, check out Jen, support Jen, and I encourage you all to be bolder. And simply put, you can start by asking a question that you wouldn't ask before and go into it knowing that nobody's going to eat you. And you don't know what you don't know. Thanks so much for tuning in and win today. Thanks.